We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hello everyone, welcome along to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Beat, brought to you by MyBookie and Draft. My name's Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Each week on the Fantasy Beat, I'm joined by an NFL beat reporter to break down one of the biggest games of the week. On this week's show, my guest is Jim Wyatt of TitansOnline.com, the official website for the Tennessee Titans. We'll be discussing the Titans' trip to Houston to face the Texans and looking at the key players and key matchups that we expect to decide the game. We'll be looking at this offensive line of the Titans, which has been dominant so far this season. We'll be looking at both teams defensively and uh, talking through all the different scenarios we expect to uh, make the outcome one way or another in this game. After I talk with Jim, I'll take a few moments to break down what we said to kind of recap it, and then I'll be using some of the apps on Rotoviz dot com to dive a little bit deeper into the game for a fantasy football perspective for those of you who don't know rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps all of which can be found on rotoviz.com so far on the show i am 100 uh, percent on uh, my predictions of picking the teams week one we did have the cowboys they beat the giants week two we had the the patriots over the saints and last week 
I did go with the Titans to beat the Seahawks while we had on Seahawks beat reporter Bob Condotta. So this week is going to be interesting to see which way I go. Can I make it four out of four? Uh, you will find out my prediction. And then, of course, you'll find out the game uh, result this coming Sunday. But I, I will be having some fun for this game and I'll be uh, using my account at mybookie.ag. Uh, mybookie are a sponsor here of the podcast. We're delighted to have them as part of the Rotoviz network and they are the bookie that I use uh, the online sports book that I use for all my wagers throughout the season they have quick payouts they have a, an absolutely awesome in-game live betting app that you can use on your phone on your tablet or you can just bet through your computer so it's uh, very very simple to use and a uh, great service great uh, customer service as well as the best player perks in the business one of those player perks that they are offering you if you sign up to mybookie.ag and you enter the promo code rotobeat that is rotobeat uh, they will give you a sign up bonus on your first deposit of up to 100% so getting a little bit of added uh, extra and added incentive to uh, jump in aboard and uh, have some fun playing uh, adding a little bit of added interest we all know fantasy football adds a little interest to all the games while well, uh, having a little cash on the line uh, increases that too so 100% sign up bonus if you use the promo code rotobeat while signing up to mybookie.ag and I have a little added bonus as well to go along with this for a limited time only if you sign up to mybookie.ag and use that promo code rotobeat send it over to rotovizradio at gmail.com and we'll enter you into a drawing for a limited edition rotoviz pullover uh, absolutely uh, sweet tops they're all been sent to the rotoviz contributors i'm looking forward to getting mine and uh, there's been uh, there's been polls uh, on the, the slack chat uh, and emails and so on and so forth between the rotoviz staff but it has been decided uh, for the colors and so on and it's going to be uh, gray so i'm looking forward to getting mine uh, wearing it here with pride as uh, being part of the rotoviz team but you can get a chance to win yours all you have to do is as i mentioned Sign up, send us over that uh, confirmation code and uh, send it to rotavizradio at gmail.com and you'll be entered in to that drawing that'll be coming up in the next few weeks. For this game, the Titans are one and a half point favourites. The money line is minus 130 for them, plus 110 for the Texans and there is a 44 point over under for this game. I think this game will likely, in my opinion, go over that 44 points. That is where I'm leaning and uh, as we get into talking with Jim in a moment, uh, you'll probably be able to garner my thoughts and I'll be giving my predictions in that as well. But I'm very interested to see his opinion, where he thinks it's going to go one way or another. And uh, So let's get straight into it. Let's get Jim on the podcast and uh, preview the Titans traveling to face the Houston Texans. Delighted to be joined now on the show by Jim Wyatt, and Jim is part of the great team over there at TitansOnline.com, the official website of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and the Titans last Sunday had a, a monster, monster win, uh, obviously getting that win 33 to 27 over the Seattle Seahawks. It was a, a kind of a statement win for the team, I believe. And uh, Jim, uh, what was your biggest takeaway from the game? Well, I think it's just uh, this team continues to find ways to win against good teams. I think we started to see some of that change. Last year, you know, the team won three games in 2015 and, and just two the year before that. And last year jumped to nine and beat five teams uh, that went to the playoffs. Six teams with winning records. They kind of learned how to win, and I think they showed that against Seattle. I mean, this is, this is a tough team coming in here. Titans really desperately need to win this game. Uh, you know, didn't want to lose two at home to start the season and uh, found a way to win. I mean, and, they, and the way they did it, just uh, by kind of grinding it out, staying patient, was uh, was really impressive to me. 
Yeah, I've been I've been very impressed with the the way this team has built over the last couple of years. Another thing I was very impressed impressed with was how the the team reacted to uh, Richard Sherman's hit on Marcus Mariota over beside the sideline. Uh, Taylor Lewan was forced on the scene to stand up for his quarterback. But uh, was there much talk after the game about that incident? I'm sure there was. And uh, what was your uh, overall thoughts on the the way the team uh, showed that they're really behind uh, their starting quarterback? Yeah, they, they definitely there were guys that were offensive guys, defensive guys, guys that were sitting on the bench sprung up, guys that were nearby, uh, you know, sprung up. Not just players, but uh, coaches and and uh, and just people who work uh, uh, on the sideline. I mean, it, it was a cheap shot. There's no doubt about it. Mariota was out of bounds. Richard Sherman said after the game that he was still in or he wouldn't have hit him. Well, he he, he took a, a hit. I'm, and uh, you know certainly uh, was not surprised at all how people rushed the scene just because that's the kind of respect people have for Marcus Mariota. You know the linemen don't like people taking, uh, don't like the quarterback getting hit. They certainly don't like the quarterback getting hit late uh, when when the guy uh, pretty much uh, you know was looking to clean his clock. So uh, that was a big point of discussion after the game, and I think that Titan sent a message to. Uh, to the anybody else that wants to take shots is if you're going to do it, uh, there's going to be retaliation, and we're not just going to let you let you, you know, tee off on our quarterback. Yeah, and you never want to see that happening to any player on the team, let alone the quarterback. But sometimes that can be a galvanizing moment in the in the locker room. So I think uh, going forward, it's something like you mentioned. Uh, if anyone else wants to take a, a shot at Mariota, they're going to have a lot to answer for as the season progresses. Uh, this week, uh, like last week, again, Corey Davis will be out for the team as we look through the injury report. We are recording this uh, on Thursday, so there uh, obviously is Friday. Uh, up status will be updated. But uh, throughout the week, uh, we've had a couple of guys who haven't practiced for the Titans. Uh, Jonathan Cyprian, the safety, hasn't practiced. I mentioned there, Corey Davis, he is out. DeMarco Murray hasn't practiced either. Uh, Ty Smith, the cornerback, has a hand injury. He did uh, get in a full practice, and uh, so he should be good to go. Eric Walden uh, had a limited practice, but he is moving in the right direction uh, from his groin injury from a did not practice to a limited practice uh, with those guys and obviously we have more training to come up is there any uh, further updates on those any of those guys outside of davis that you expect to uh, miss out on sunday or do you expect them all to play i think davis and cyprian those two will not play uh, and after that i think everybody else should be good to go delaney walker is on the injury report because of a hamstring he missed on wednesday but was back at practice on thursday and uh, as a full participant so he'll be a go uh, you know, Walden, you mentioned him. He was he did not practice Wednesday, but was limited on Thursday. He uh, he sounds like he's headed toward being able to play. And uh, you know, I know I, I know you mentioned Demarco Murray. He, he's been good to go after coming back uh, and going for one fifteen last week. So he's on track to play as well. Yeah, there was lots of question marks on Murray's uh, hamstring heading in to uh, into week three, but that long touchdown run uh, showed no ill effects off off that as he broke away to kind of seal the game for the Titans. Uh, on the other side for the Texans, uh, quite a quite a long list uh, that they have missed out this week, but uh, so far on the did not participate list, we have two cornerbacks for them, Kevin Johnson and Marcus Burnley. Uh, both did not practice along with DJ Reader at the nose tackle position who uh, has had a nice season after replacing Vince Wilfork there and has been very solid at stopping the run then. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has uh, snuck up on the injury report as a limited participant. They have Greg Mance, the, the center and uh, Xavier Solofilo as well the guard so the limited participations uh, usually they do tend to uh, move forward and be uh, good to go as Sunday progresses but the cornerback position could be an area of uh, you know well that is depleted for this uh, Texans team 
come Sunday. And when we move in and look at uh, the key matchups, and sorry, prior to moving into those key matchups, Will Fuller is back this week for the Texans, so uh, that's a, a positive for them, I guess, heading into it. There's been a lot of double coverage, and we'll be talking about DeAndre Hopkins in a moment rolled his way, so maybe Will Fuller can help with that. So looking into the key matchups, we have the Titans offense versus the Texans defense. I guess we have to talk about J.J. Watt in 10 career games against the Titans. Watt has piled up 15 and a half sacks, 39 tackles and 6 forced fumbles uh, versus the Titans over those years. So he now also has Jadavion Clowney playing across from him. Can the offensive line, uh, which I, I've mentioned in a lot of my shows recently, I think is definitely a top five, if not top three unit in the NFL with how they've started the season, how they progressed over last year. Can they keep Mark Smariota clean and uh, upright, keep him nice and protected uh, on the road this week? Yeah, that's certainly the plan. I mean, those those lot numbers have just rolled off. I mean, that's those are career numbers for a lot of guys. I mean, it's remarkable he's done that much damage against one team. But with that said, you know, it, that was before the days of the Jack Conklin being here and 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 uh, Taylor Wan in an offensive line that has been one of the best in the league here over the last year. Certainly, uh, in sacks, you know, limiting sacks and and getting the run game going. It's a challenge. I mean, there's no question about it. J.J. Watt's a tough guy to deal with. Clown is a tough guy to deal with. Uh, they'll just have to be disciplined and, and continue to maybe give. I think they'll obviously try to give Watt extra attention like other teams have done. He doesn't have a sack this year. He's, I think he's still playing at a high level. Uh, they don't want him to get on track in this game, and that's uh, you know, certainly going to be one of the top priorities going in. Yeah, and people uh, around this time last year when uh, Coach Malarkey said, you know, about exotic smash mouth was the style he wanted to play, people kind of maybe sniggered under their breath or joked about it. And I know in the mainstream media it certainly was a, a talking point that people didn't take all that seriously. But it's working uh, very smoothly for the team now. You know, both the, the passing game and the run game working very well, as we've already touched on that offensive line. What have you thought of the offensive scheme kind of over the last let's say, uh, 12 months and the, the job that uh, Coach Malarkey has done down there as head coach? Well, I think what they've done is they've got a, a system in place and an offensive plan in place where they can have success both running and throwing the football and really doing it with a couple of different backs. I mean, this is DeMarco Murray's game this past week. The week before that, it was Derrick Henry who had such a good game against the Jaguars. Uh, but they've been able to throw the ball with success as well. You know, pretty modest numbers for Mariota, but he's been very effective in spots, he's still building chemistry with uh, with some guys, and he still really hasn't had his full complement of weapons with him. Corey Davis, as we mentioned earlier, is going to miss for the second week in a row. He just played one solid game, and that was against the Raiders, where he had uh, a really impressive start to his career, and then he re-aggravated the Jacksonville. Once they get him back, and once they get Decker more, uh, you know, more uh, with better chemistry and more time to work with Mariota. I mean, I think that's going to get better. But I, I think that they have kind of attacked teams, uh, you know, depending on how teams are defending them. And I think uh, that's what has made Mike Malarkey, Terry Robisky's plan work is that they can kind of keep teams on on their heels because uh, because the Titans have have key weapons in in several areas. And uh, moving on now to the Titans' defense versus Deshaun Watson. Watson had a, a much better game than uh, pretty much everyone was expecting last week against the Patriots in New England. Uh, linebackers Derek Morgan and Brian Arakpo, along with guys like Logan Ryan and Jonathan Cyprian, who you've already mentioned, is likely to miss out this week, uh, make this defense uh, tough to face. So uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson, with what he did last week, what are you expecting the Titans to do defensively to, to make it as tough as possible for him this Sunday? 
Well, I think one thing that benefits the Titans is they just faced a quarterback in Russell Wilson who's very similar. So they kind of go into the game with a mindset that's the same as it was last week in Seattle. Obviously, Watson not nearly as experienced as Wilson. I'll be curious myself just to see how aggressive Bow is in putting a game plan together. But the Titans have generated pressure. I mean, it was a little bit misleading last week. And you look at the stat sheet, they only got one sack, but the pressure was good throughout. Uh, they had Wilson scrambling. I think they'll do the same thing with Watson. I think they'll uh, they'll try to to confuse him, but they'll also try to get some hits on him. You know, one guy that I feel like I need to mention when I, we talk about the defense is Wesley Woodard. He's really playing at a high level in his tenth year. He leads the team in tackles. He's been uh, he's been in the backfield. Uh, you know, he's forced a, a very important intentional grounding penalty this past week in Seattle. Uh, he's he has uh, really. Uh, played well this year that's kind of changed uh, it helped change the defense as well and uh, when we look at the the running backs both these teams uh, have quite a stable running backs obviously Murray and Henry have been uh, a very successful duo so far this season for the Titans after week two people talked about the possibility of it being like a, a change of the guard uh, for Henry taking over from Murray Murray kind of had a lot to say about that in week three as we've seen against Seattle do you, do you see this one being a, an equal kind of share going forward or just uh, we see them trying to get the best out of both guys as the season progresses keep them both fresh well, I think it'll be kind of. I think it really will depend on how games go. You know, you know Mike Malarkey's made no secret that that Marco Murray still this team's lead back. But uh, you know, even though that was the case, you know, Derek Henry stepped in, ran for a career high ninety-two in week two, and uh, you know, I think some weeks Derek Henry will play more than others. Depends on kind of how the game goes. I, right now, they're close. As far as yards go right now, they're one of only two pairs of running backs that both have at least 150 yards after two games. How close they stay moving forward, I mean, I guess that kind of remains to be seen. But I do think Henry's going to be effective uh, for them when he plays, and because of that, I think he'll get more opportunities. Yeah, and with uh, the Texans, Bill O'Brien loves to, to run the ball. It's always been a staple of his offense. I think we'll see that again this week. Lamar Miller hasn't been uh, quite as productive as people probably would have expected in the preseason. Dante Foreman, the rookie, and him are splitting carries. Uh, Foreman last week uh, had a quite a nice game against the New England Patriots, caught a number of ba- balls. So I think he'll get more work uh, in the passing down situations with Miller getting those early down carries. But I think uh, if you're looking at this two, these two teams again, uh, I give the Titans the edge at the running back position. Now, if you're looking at the wide receivers, you mentioned Decker already. Uh, he's had a kind of a, a slow start to his time down there with the Titans, and obviously Davis is out this week. But somebody I liked for the last uh, couple of seasons is Richard Matthews, obviously signed last offseason uh, as a free agent. He had a nice game last week, giving a little extra opportunity with Davis out and if Davis is out this week again I'd expect that to continue do you think he continues to grow a larger role as the season progresses and, and moves along yeah I think I think what I've seen has kind of been a continuation of last year both with Rashard Matthews and Delaney Walker I mean you look at Marcus Mariota it's very clear he has great chemistry with those guys a great connection with them they're on the same page it's still a work in progress with some of these other guys and I think Rashard Matthews is really the go-to guy in big situations and because he's been dependable in catching the ball, dependable in getting open. Uh, Marcus Mario to trust throwing the ball to him and trust that he's going to come down with it. So, yeah, I think he remains, uh, you know, a key player in this offense, you know, all the way through the end of the season. 
Yeah, and uh, it's gonna. He, he definitely does trust him. You see him getting a lot of targets, particularly on third downs, to try and move the chains. And when we look, then obviously we have the wide receiver on the other side. I mentioned DeAndre Hopkins on the injury report. I fully expect him to play this week. He's had to deal with a, a quarterback change as well as facing, as I mentioned, a lot of double coverage on many of his snaps. So we'll see with Will Fuller coming back this week if that does help him. Uh, do you think this uh, secondary will be able to hold up against the, the wide receivers off? Uh, the Texans this week, particularly as well, as you mentioned, with uh, Cyprian likely to miss out? Well, they do have a good thing about Cyprian being out is that they have a guy in the North Cersei who is who is very experienced and has played in this defense a lot. So there's not, I don't really think there's a huge drop-off there. I think what also benefits the Titans is, is uh, Logan Ryan has experience working against Deshaun, not against Deshaun Watson, but against, uh, you know, certainly their their secondary from playoff games and DeAndre Hopkins specifically. I think Ryan only worked against Hopkins in the playoff game last year, but he's worked against them in some other games. So they've got that experience working for him. Adore Jackson's getting better the more he plays. It's clear he's a guy who has a good, uh, you know, has a good, does a good job of tracking the ball in flight and making plays. He kind of brings an extra dimension to the defense with the speed. So I think the secondary is going to keep getting better. Kevin Byard is a guy. I think it's just a matter of time before he makes one of these game-changing plays. He's, uh, you know, he's really come along in his second season, plays faster, around the ball, did a great job this past week against Seattle and Jimmy Graham. So uh, I, I think the Titans' secondary is definitely getting better and better equipped to slow down those receivers than, than certainly recent years. And uh, when we look now, as we wrap up, uh, look for to see what we think is going to happen in the game. Uh, it's obviously early in the season, but with the Texans now one and two, and the Titans two and one, the Titans do have a real chance here to put a large gap between the teams. Uh, although it, I mentioned it is very early, last week's win was a statement, but a win I think in Houston this week would be an even bigger statement for this team, based on the fact that Tennessee has lost their last five road games to the Texans. So it would be uh, a massive, massive uh, turnaround, just in, in terms of uh, even team psychology, uh, psychology to be able to. to to win and to have that confidence as we move forward uh, the titans last win coming new year's day 2012 with mass ha- matt hasselback as a starting quarterback so as we head in uh, to this game the the titans heading down there to houston uh, do you see uh, a win on the cards here or what's your uh, expectations come sunday well i think titans are certainly built to win this game but they got to go out and do it i mean this is uh, you know, this is a better Titans team, but it is a, a, a Texans team that's hungry. When they they got this is the first of three home games and three home games for them. They lost their home opener against the Jags. The last thing they want to do is drop to one and three and lose two games against the AFC South. So uh, I think the Titans will certainly play well. I think this team is mentally tough, and uh, but they're going to have to keep from turning the ball over and have to get some stops. Uh, and I think they need to be certainly better in the red zone in area that they were good in last year, but have struggled a little bit at the start of this season. Yeah, they have, they have struggled a little bit, but uh, I think as the season goes on, they're going to get back on track there. And uh, Jim, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Lots of great information there about the Titans. For the listeners, you can follow Jim on Twitter. It's at Sports, And of course, follow all the coverage he has at TitansOnline.com. Jim, thank you very much. Okay, I appreciate you having me. That was Jim White of Titan Sports Online. Uh, fantastic, uh, you know, information uh, just uh, been rolled out there by Jim. Really enjoyed talking to him. Always a nice guy. Had him on as well for the RV32 series uh, preview. I talked with him for the Titan show earlier in the off season. So great to have him back on, have another good conversation about him and talk 
all things Titans as we head in here to week four. In just a moment, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into what we discussed over the last couple of weeks. You'll, uh, I mentioned that uh, I've gone tree for tree so far in the three weeks of uh, picking who is going to win the game. The last two weeks, I've had uh, picked out my star player uh, who I thought was going to have uh, the most value and the biggest impact at that value for the week in fantasy football. And uh, two weeks ago, I had Chris Hogan, which was a nice grab there. And then last week was Richard Matthews, who had a nice game against the Seahawks and picked up a nice touchdown as well. So I'll be going through that in a little moment. Let's see if I can pick out another one using those rotabiz.com apps in just a moment. And uh, the season is here. It is week four, but it's still the perfect time to sign up for a Rotoviz NFL pass, which you can get right now. Go grab yourself one and get 30% off just for listening to the podcast. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only and is available through the NFL podcast homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it supports the pod. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. So let's see who we can uh, find here that can be uh, a nice little starter this week uh, in your maybe DFS lineups, whether even if you're doing your start sets for your own league if it's redraft lineups dynasty lineups i've been setting my lineups here as i record this on thursday before thursday night football running through my teams always trying to check out it's good Uh, my process kind of is that i I start off early in the week try and make sure then that i have uh, all those lineups set prior to thursday night football and then any last minute changes that need to be made uh, on sunday you can do with the final injury reports and so on coming in but uh, last week i mentioned that i I had on richard matthews it'll be interesting will i pick richard matthews this week again as my star player for draft uh, over the last couple of weeks i've been playing on draft i mentioned as well the show is sponsored by draft uh, fantastic fun uh, great all round, and uh, leagues starting from just one dollar so there really is uh, an opportunity there for anyone to play no matter what the, the stake is it goes from high stakes all the way down to low stakes so you can play in a real life snake draft no salary caps uh, n- just play against your friends if you want in a, a one-week league rather than going against them for the whole season maybe like some of my leagues uh, unfortunately they are not going well and i am 0-3 o- in some of them uh, some of them i'm 3-0 and o, but uh, you can have those slow starts so if you've had a slow start and you want to have a little uh, differentiation from that try and get yourself a little bit of a, a better feeling this week sign up for draft you can download the app by searching draft in the app store or else you can uh, play online at their website playdraft.com whichever way you prefer for a limited time only all new players get a free entry into a draft when they make their first deposit but you need to use my code rv radio so if you sign up using that code rv radio play for real money for a free game just using that promo code so it is pretty simple it's uh, mixing the best of all worlds from dfs to redraft to the snake draft format just everything is in there and it just makes it a lot of fun and like myself if you're using all the tools at rotoviz.com and you're reading the articles listen to the podcast you should be able to have a little bit more uh, of an added insight into all uh, the things going on throughout the week the players the values and uh, that can give you that edge on draft so sign up use that promo code rv radio and that is playdraft.com so we're going to get into it now start looking into the players that i expect of a nice week this week and uh, see if we can find a nice little value that uh, can help you win your fantasy matchups this coming week I did talk last week on the show uh, quite in-depth about the the Titans and uh, their offences as they hosted the Seahawks, picked up the win in that one. So I'm going to go first and run through the Texans and uh, what I expect from them this week. So we're going to start off uh, at the quarterback position to Sean Watson, a nice game last week against the New England Patriots. As I mentioned while talking to Jim uh, up there against the Patriots, he had 22 
uh, completions of his 33 pass attempts for 301 yards, two touchdowns. He did have two interceptions. He also rushed eight times for 41 yards. So a nice game all round from him. I think with uh, any rookie quarterback, uh, it's going to be up and down as the season progresses. He had a nice week last week, but it's only uh, two weeks ago in Thursday Night Football. People thought he was in over his head, and uh, it didn't go all that well when he had 125 yards in that game versus Cincinnati. So we'll see uh, how it goes as the season progresses. If you're in a you know a super flex option and you're stuck, uh, I guess you can start Deshaun Watson this week. I do have Deshaun Watson in a couple of dynasty leagues, and uh, I will not be playing him in any format this week. Uh, but uh, while I don't think that he's going to have a, a big game himself, I do think he will be able to, to support those players around him from a fantasy perspective. So looking into the running backs, you have Lamar Miller and you have Dante Foreman. Using the snap report on rotaviz.com over the last couple of weeks when you're looking into the running back splits, I can uh, see quite clearly here that Lamar Miller has had 75.46% uh, off the snaps over the season. He's played in 163 snaps over the first uh, three weeks, while Foreman has played in 36 snaps, which is uh, 16 Point six seven, so it's been uh, quite heavy in the, in the way of Lamar Miller. But I think over the last two weeks, we've seen that start to to shift a little bit and a little bit heavier workload going Foreman's way as uh, against the Patriots. Uh, he did play in twenty four percent of the snaps, so that brought him up quite considerably in that overall season ranking. Uh, still a healthy workload last year for. Lamar Miller but uh, closing the gap uh, each week and that's what I expect to see going forward from Foreman I expect him to be used more in the pass catching role and I expect him as well to start to eat into those carries that Miller's getting because Miller just uh, you know since he came over from the Dolphins he's a player that I have liked in the past but just hasn't been able to put it all together uh, given that huge opportunity and that workload because uh, Bill O'Brien has given him every opportunity running the ball since he has uh, signed last offseason for the team so if I have to this week, I'm picking one, picking who I'm starting, I'm picking Lamar Miller, but uh, I I find it very hard to have confidence in either of these as the, the backfield will continue in a committee approach. And uh, as the season progresses, though, if you do own uh, Lamar Miller, I might be looking to see if I can move along and uh, move him on for something at this time of the year. And maybe if you can uh, pick up Deontay Foreman uh, as a, a stash as the, se- for, as the season progresses. I mentioned as well, we have Will Fuller coming back into the lineup. I do think that's going to help this week as well for uh, what we expect from DeAndre Hopkins. He's getting uh, pretty much uh, a 100% share off the market uh, share snaps uh, this season so far. He played last week in 100% of the snaps and uh, player I'm going to talk about in a moment, Ryan Griffin, played in 86% of the snaps. So with all the injuries to the tight end position, Griffin getting an opportunity there. Definitely a streaming option uh, as a tight end this week. Uh, something that we probably weren't thinking all that much would happen in the off season. So when you're looking then... At Hopkins, I mentioned he had 100% snap count on offense last week. He actually has had 100% snap uh, on offense all season long, which is uh, very impressive. I know we're expecting him to be in there all the time, but very, very impressive to be in there on every snap uh, through those three games. Hopkins has yet to have a, a really standout dominant performance this season, but something that can't uh, be taken away from him is consistency. He has had uh, seven catches in each of the first three games this season. He's a, a target monster, taking up 39.1% of the Texans' uh, overall targets, which is the highest percentage among NFL receivers. So the targets are definitely there. His total targets, 37, are also the most in the league. All signs are pointing to a big step up in production now and as the season goes on if that there continues to be the workload that he gets and I think it will happen this week versus the Titans Uh, the Titans have given up the fifth most fantasy points per game to uh, opposing wide receivers uh, and that is 26.9 points per game and uh, when you look at uh, over the season so far three weeks gone they have conceded uh, seven 
uh, passing touchdown so the opportunity there again this week for Hopkins I mentioned Fuller uh, Fuller might come in in a more limited role but I think just him being on the field will take a little bit of that attention away from Hopkins and then again I mentioned the seven passing touchdowns that gives that streaming option there to uh, Ryan Griffin that I mentioned a moment ago at the tight end position if you are stuck this week Going back to the Titans, uh, we're looking last week, obviously, at Eric Decker. We were talking about the run game, what we thought would happen there. It did kind of shake out. It was a, a split backfield. Then DeMarco Murray was having a, an okay game, not a great game, and then obviously broke off with that big uh, touchdown win, uh, touchdown run later on in the game to, to help boost all his all-around standings and his stats uh, from last week. I think, again, we'll see a similar situation this week, and uh, that's kind of what Jim was alluding to as we talked. I think he gave a nice breakdown off the running back position and he talked as well about Decker, Eric Decker and how it's been a slow start for him. Uh, I've always loved watching Eric Decker play. Uh, I think he's a, a nice strong physical receiver, obviously a threat in the red zone. Just hasn't really got a you know a rapport going yet with Marcus Mariota. I'm sure that'll develop as the season goes on. He's still coming off those two off-season surgeries for shoulder and hip, so I'm sure as uh, the next couple of weeks goes on, he might shake off a little bit of rust, and uh, we'll see him getting in the end zone a couple of times. But uh, the player, uh, you know, Corey Davis been out, and I mentioned him last week on the show, and I'm going to mention him again, uh, and my star man this week again is going to be Richard Matthews. Uh, Matthews, since uh, joining on with the team last season, uh, Matthews caught 65 passes for 945 yards and 9 touchdowns. He was the 13th overall wide receiver in standard leagues, the 19th uh, receiver in PPR. And uh, obviously, I mentioned there, Davis and Decker have come in, and people thought that he was going to fall off. He's uh, certainly not going to fall off, and uh, as the season goes on, he may even get a, a little bit of a bigger role. Last week, he caught 6 of 10 targets, 87 yards, and a touchdown. So it's the, the best game uh, of the season for him so far, and I expect uh, him to have an opportunity again this week to uh, have uh, a nice game based on the fact that the Texans have been the 8th friendless defense to wide receivers this year. So I think when you're looking at it, and the, the implied team total that the Titans have based on, on my bookie uh, with that over-under. I mentioned was 44. I think it's going to be pushed over that there, and uh, I think the Titans are going to win this one uh, going away in the end. I think they're just just overall, I think they're a very sound team running the ball. Uh, the offensive line has the opportunity to do that, keep Marcus Mariota healthy. And I didn't touch on Mariota. I didn't touch on uh, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker, for me, uh, definitely an option uh, this week. Uh, if you have him, I'm starting him in multiple leagues uh, as my starting tight end and uh, Marcus Mariota I think that he will finish the week as a, as a top four quarterback I think the opportunity to rush I think he's going to put up those passing yards obviously if I think the wide receivers and the tight ends are going to have a nice day for the Titans I think obviously that there then stems back to the quarterback putting up those numbers and uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game to see I, I'm interested I'm kind of locked in on this uh, little bit of a journey here with the Titans to see how this season goes for them in the AFC so last week we talked Seahawks Titans this week we talked Titans Texans and uh, I've picked Richard Matthews as my star man on both shows I don't know prior to the uh, I've no rules for the show I didn't expect of the same guy two weeks in a row but I think he's somebody that I, I wanted to highlight last week and I, I think he deserves uh, to be highlighted again this week for the opportunity that he has so if you're drafting on uh, draft and uh, you think you can find him there in the mid to, to late rounds I think he's a value this week uh, jump in there and get yourself some Richard Matthews he's my star player of the week as we head into week four and that's going to do us for today's edition of the fantasy football beat uh, I've really enjoyed doing this show through the first four weeks some great 
interviews great guests and it's going to continue we're going to do it the whole way throughout the season and uh, I think it'll uh, imagine it'll go on into the playoffs uh, I've been uh, enjoying getting your feedback whether it was at rotobizradio at gmail.com or whether it's on Twitter when you're tweeting to myself you can find me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland and uh, you can tweet to Rotoviz Radio at Rotoviz Radio. So the feedback to all the podcasts is always great. So uh, feel free to rate the show too on iTunes. Uh, we've opened up now and we have uh, all the individual feeds up on iTunes as well. We'll be talking more about that in uh, upcoming shows. So we're just branching out in all different ways and uh, we're glad to have you here listening to the show. Thanks again for tuning in and uh, I'll be back next week with another Beat Report. You can follow me as I mentioned there as well on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm Colin Kelly. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event. Now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.